Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Before we start the show, a word from our sponsor. Lyndon, we got sponsors. Hell yeah, we do. Well, I guess we gotta thank Dash Mortgage and You First Realty. Who are those guys? They're your full service mortgage and real estate brokerage. Who is behind that? Our good friend, Dan Horgan. Dan Horgan? Yeah, he not only rips out in the water, but he's an experienced loan professional. Hmm, so what does he do? He helps out in conventional FHA, VA, refi, or jumbo loan products. So Dan has the lenders to make it happen. Yes, and he'll give you the best service in the industry. Nice, Dash Mortgage with no bogus fees or points? That's right, just give Dan five minutes of your time to hear what he can do for you. So who does all the real estate then? That would be me. What? Well, Dan has his license too, but I work under Dan. Okay. Yeah. But so, you're a real estate agent too? You know this. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I helped you get your house. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. So if you're looking to buy, sell your home, or looking for an investment property, give me a call. So not only a Ruka rep, you're an experienced realtor? Yeah, I didn't quit my day job, London. I still, I still work for Ruka. <laughs> okay. I do real estate on the weekends. Yeah, I've been offering great incentive programs for all my friends and family to keep more equity in their pocket. I guess I'm not a friends or family because I never heard about this. <laughs> but all you on the Late Night and Chalky podcast, Saul, call our office, 714-784-5736 and mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Nice. Anything else we know need to know about Dash Mortgage? Um, just our California Realtor BRE number, 01993245. Okay, let's stop talking about real estate and mortgages. Let's talk about what really matters and what is that? Surf trips. And where do we like to go? Off my mind, Nicaragua. And where do we stay in Nicaragua? The one and only Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. An in- exclusive, inclusive, all-inclusive... Boutique boutique hotel on the beach, waves out front, ponga drops, waves down the beach, Colorado's where I saw late night Lar get shactified. Oh, insane in the membrane down there. Tons of barrels, but better yet, it's not just the surf that's insane down there. It's just this compound that they have. Killer poolside, killer food top-of-the-line chefs, you name it. It's in a safe, gated community. community. Uh, they'll pick you up at the airport. They'll drop you off at the, uh, at the house. Um, there's ping-pong table. There's horseback multi- riding. There's horseback riding. Yeah. There's world-class fishing. Golfing. There's golfing. Um, the scenic. I mean, it's it's the best. You could get a massage after surfing for four hours in the morning. Yeah. So it's great for people that are traveling by themselves. It's a great place to bring your family. It's a great place to have a retreat. It's a great place to have, you know what I'm saying? 
bachelor parties. You know what I'm saying? I think we've been there for all of the above. We might have. So go to Mark and Dave's website and mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast, and you're gonna get 200 bucks off a selected uh, off selected weeks for the rest of 2019. Oh, sign me up! This is insane. Mark and Dave's. Welcome, friends and family and all you surfers out there to the Late Night in Chalky podcast. Today, we're here with San Diego, Dave Nash and Pete Sensaplana. Yes, you got it right. Nailed it. Nailed Thank it. Thank you for uh, meeting with us today. We're stoked to hear the San Diego story. Um, Dave, I know you're not a surfer. This is, this is about surfing our shows about surfing so i'm gonna ask absolutely pete, pete <laughs> uh when did you start surfing sir oh wait a second i thought yeah, we were gonna yeah. toast oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you're jumping the gun we got these uh, beautiful right. shot glasses Drinks. in front this is 19 <laughs> what 1942 1942 1942 best way to start the show cheers cheers, cheers. san diego smooth oh, that's, nice. that's really good wow yeah. Thank okay. You. That was refreshing. <laughs> okay, we don't cuss on this show, just to let you know. Fuck no. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo! We got... Now I'm sweating. I was cold. Now I'm sweating. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> no, but Pete, um, how long have you been at San Diego? I've been at San Diego for, it'll be 26 years. Damn! This August, yeah. That's what wow. I say. Damn! Damn. How, do you, how do you... 26 <laughs> years. So before we go... Sorry, I jumped the gun. He does all the time. I always do. And, and then he has to go back. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when <laughs> we go back. All right. So <laughs> when did you start surfing? surfing? I started surfing like probably legitimately at 11 years old. Okay. But... What what uh, beach? Um, I, The first beach I surfed at was Coronado. Wow. Okay. Close uh, out. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I'm okay. For a little background. I'm from East County. Okay. Which is you know like, that's like the valley equivalent of L.A. You know, so it's inland. County. Yeah. Okay. It's inland. Inland. So you know, 35 minutes from the water. Mm-hmm. That's it with no traffic. Did you have to ride your bike to the beach? <laughs> no, no, no. He couldn't. He got no. Off that's easy. in a car. He got off easy. Yeah. 35 minutes in a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. surfing wasn't the easiest thing to do at a younger age until we got our license. Did, yeah. did your parents surf? Yeah. Were they beach people? No, no, no. Nobody. Not at all. My dad couldn't even swim. Um, my mom tolerated the beach, you know, yeah. but it wasn't really her thing. So, so how, how did you get into surfing? Pile a neighborhood into the car? Um, no, that's a good <laughs> question. Like... I, I don't know, like my, my grandfather used to take me fishing a lot, and we used to go to OB Pier, and I remember from a young age watching the surfers from the pier, and just, I was just, you know, I loved it. I just, it was, that, that's all I wanted to watch was the surfing. I was, fishing was fun, but it was more interesting to, you know, to watch the surfers and kind of fell in love with the ocean at that young age, but wasn't until I was a little bit older, and there was like a group of kids in my elementary school that that surfed so that kind of like pushed it and they were like the cooler kids and did, did you surf first or boogie board first or skateboard uh i surfed first okay i surfed first and
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And did you get a, your own board right away or did you just borrow stuff? I, yeah, I bought an offshore surfboard for 40 bucks from my buddy. <laughs> it was just trashed. Offshore surfboard? Yeah. I haven't heard yep. of that. Yeah. When, when did you stop surfing and take up boogie board? <laughs> <laughs> when I realized I was not good at surfing. <laughs> so so was it was lay down. <laughs> was it a board with an offshore logo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. offshore, I don't think offshore was a surfboard brand was it or not a board brand they were apparel brand. apparel brand right yeah I mean, it had a big old offshore logo on yeah. it. I don't know why yeah John Bernard yeah um so Dave what was your upbringing like like what where did you come from and what what sports were you into when you when you were growing up I was into baseball basketball football uh, full-on jock all, all growing up yeah nice well, I, I mean that's what every kid wants to do yeah Play every sport imaginable I'm good at this. I'm good at that. That's fun. This is fun. And you kind of start weeding out what you kind of don't care for after a while. Or you're, or you're not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Pete, back to you. You started surfing at 11. First board was offshore. Um, did you progress and start surfing contests? Were you... Were you... Uh, I did not progress as fast as I would have liked. Um, some of the other kids that I was hanging out with did, and it was frustrating. It was a tough sport for me, yeah. although I loved it, and I kept going at it, but I just wasn't like a naturally gifted surfer, but still kept doing it. I did a couple contests back then. and NSSAs or WSAs? No, or? it was, um, I did a Life's a Beach contest. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, and Mission, Mission Jetty, Mission Gary, Beach Jetty. Was it, what's that guy's name? Gary McNabb? I don't even know, man. I must have been about... It, he's got a good memory. He's probably right. I think I was I don't know. 13. Did, did own Life's a Beach? Um, remember uh, Nectar? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so Gary McNabb, right? I think he was the guy that owned Nectar, and then I think he helped, kind of helped the dudes from Life's a Beach. Or who who owned Life's a Beach? I don't know. I thought Beaver was involved with it at, at some point in time. Mm, okay. Yeah. But. Yeah, so I wasn't too good. So once you got 16 or your, you had older buddies that were 16, you kind of went so, pretty much every weekend? Well, yeah. When we got a car, it yeah. was on, for sure. On. And then that's when 
couple of good buddies of mine that I grew up with, um, they moved to Cardiff. Okay. And um, he ended up going to SD, SDA Academy, and he was good friends with Taylor Steele mm. and Ramachado and that group. And that's kind of when I started understanding and like really like seeing what the culture of surfing was. Yeah. And that was kind of like the early you know, years of the Taylor Steele deal. Yeah. And uh, my Late buddy, Night Larson here was part of that. Yeah. I remember those yeah. days. It was a long Jay, time ago. Jay, yeah. uh, <laughs> Late Night Lar was in uh, a couple of the videos, Taylor Steele's videos. Really? Yeah. If you don't remember. I do remember. Was it Good Times and Loose Change? And yeah, I remember all, that. All the above. I remember yeah. you. Yeah. For it was sure. fun. Beautiful. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> I miss those days. You want to sponsor me? <laughs> <laughs> I need a search off sponsor. <laughs> So, so that's when I actually saw like guys that could surf, and I remember seeing Ron Machado at 14 years old for the first time, surfing Seaside. And You're about the same age as he uh, he's, older. He's, he's probably a year older. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is this is what you know surfing, surfing looks like. is. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I fell in love with the culture of yeah. surfing. Yeah. So, and you're like, wow, these guys are good. And that, and that's when I realized I, I was terrible. Yes, it was terrible, and that's when I kind of started pushing. It I over. packed all the tubes at Coronado, but as soon as I got to Seaside and had to do a turn, I yeah. didn't know how. Uh, so, did, did you try to your hand at surfing contests for a while? And uh, no, no, no. We did, uh, you know, some school contests and yeah. some like East County contests that yeah. were happening, but beyond that, I realized I'm not at the level of these dudes, so I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm going to skip it and go free surfer. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Surfing definitely took over my life at an early age, but I never got to be what, you know, Larson's accomplished. Oh, come on, dude. You rip. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> as, I, as I wink. You know, dudes like Jay, like, I mean, they grew up by the beach. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you know, if you if you don't, if you're not engulfed in that and you're not, like, in that scene at, from an early age. Yeah. yeah. There's only a handful of people that, didn't grow up at the beach or was born by the beach that have become, you know, professional surfers. Right. You know, well, like, I think like Pat O'Connell didn't really start until he was like, yeah, 13, he, was a, 14, he was born like, in Chicago, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. late. Like he, I think he was at least 12, 13 before he moved to the beach or somewhere around there. Yeah. You know, where, yeah. you, you know, I think obviously Courtney high Conlon caliber, too, right? Super Courtney, successful. Courtney Conlogs from like Santa Ana or something like that. Yeah. And Simpo's Garden Grove, like, yeah. I don't but, think there's anybody from Sedalia, Missouri, though. Is that where you're <laughs> That's from? That's a little rough. That's where I graduated high school. Okay. Wow. So where did where did you grow up, Dave? Uh, all over. Born in Japan. Then Wait a minute. To, what? Uh, born in Japan. Service brat. Okay. Moved to uh, Illinois. Then Hawaii for three years. Damn. And then Colorado Springs. Didn't pick up Indiana. surfing in Hawaii, Dave? No, I was super young. Okay. Super young. And in, in the, you know, service brat kid. Yeah. 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 Uh, then moved to Indiana. And then Michigan. Okay. And then ended up in Missouri, which is where I graduated high school. All and very then, cold places. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is why I hate the cold. Yeah. <laughs> so family yeah. didn't locate here. You kind of came after after college. Uh, no, no college. Oh. I had no. I had uh, basically Dave, you, one, you one year of college. Really? Yeah. Wow. I I've always thought that you were like a. Had some kind of so business you, degree. So you're saying I have a chance. No. <laughs> in 1970, a year after I graduated, my football coach got me a, a job with this local uh, sporting goods company. 
A sporting goods company. Sporting goods company, and okay. they had retail stores, and they, we were also the largest uh, shipper of, of school and team goods, mm. sporting goods in a five-state area. Anyway, so after a half a year of that, they decided to move five warehouses into Kansas City, and no, none of the guys wanted to move and run the warehouse, so they offered it to me at 19, and I said, Damn! Sure, I don't know what I want to do. I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player my whole life, but we won't get into that. Mm. Just, <laughs> Anyway, moving <laughs> along. So then I moved to Kansas City, ran the warehouse for $5,400 wow. a year. With no experience of running a warehouse, right? No, but I'd worked in a warehouse now for okay. six months. Yeah. <laughs> for six months. Isn't that enough? Yeah. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> anyway, got a draft notice, flunked my first physical, uh, which Thank I won't God. get into either. But when I turned 21, I got another notice to come oh, back wow. for a physical, got drafted. Whoa. And went to Fort Leonard, Missouri, where I served for... Uh, 21 months, and during that time, this company that I'd worked for for a bunch of years, and almost every weekend driving back and forth to Kansas City, called up and said, hey, we're opening up a store in California. Can you get a leave and come out and open the store? Went back and talked to my captain lieutenant. They said, sure, go for it. You got lucky then. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I flew out, and then I you know, got to experience uh, uh, Hermosa Beach Pier and the shops down there. And, oh man! And all the kids skateboarding and surfing and, and all the bikinis and all the yeah <laughs> skateboarding and the, the girls and the, and the the girls <laughs> yeah yeah we know why you stay. What what, <laughs> what was that company called? Uh, Snowden Mize. Snowden Mize. Snowden Mize Sports. Okay. And uh, they had different concepts. They had eight different concepts at one time, but they ended up with two, which was Snowden Mize Sports. Uh, which is basically 70% apparel, 30% athletic shoes, and then the athlete's foot store, which was just the opposite. So go back to, to the service, and then I get another call to come out and open up another store. Anyway, when I got out early... So, uh, so you, the, you moved to Hermosa Beach for how long? No, oh. I didn't. This I was in the service. I just came out on a leave, like, like a... Little two weeks. Yeah, a little two-week help open the to shop. Open up a store. To open up a store. Okay. Then and I then went back. back. Okay. Uh, yeah, or else I'm AWOL, you know what I'm saying? Right. Wait, wait, wait. What, when did Vietnam fall? Hey, so this is our been, show. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is something that... Well, here, have another 1942, bro. Pete and I haven't had a chance to talk all day. 26 years and you don't know his life? <laughs> this is... <laughs> kind of relationship he, he, is this? He, 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 he leaves details asleep. out. He leaves details out. So... This was after Vietnam. Uh, when I got drafted, it was the tail end of Vietnam. I couldn't have gone to Vietnam if I wanted to because the volunteer list was so long, because the pay was great, and People the, dr and the drugs were great. At the, at the and, end. At the end. So okay. there yeah. wasn't any fighting going on, but great drugs and great pay. Yeah. So, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, okay. when you're 19 and you have nothing else, that's uh, pretty enticing. Yeah. Or whatever age. Yeah. So, was, so you went yeah. back. Then they called you up to open up another store in California? Another store. Yep. Okay. So then I eventually got out okay. and, uh, in 1974, and the owner said, uh, so what do you want to do? And I said, what are the options? And he said, A, B, or C. I said, what's A, B, or C? He goes, A, B, or C. <laughs> I said, fine, C for California. So within 72 hours, I moved out to California, Manhattan Beach area. Wow. And uh, managed a store in Old Town Mall. Cool. I remember Old Town Torrance. Mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I grew from that to become the executive vice president of the company. 
And, Whoa. And they moved it from the How many years did that take? California. Uh, it was probably four more years, okay. three more years maybe. So you were 23, 24? Let's see, I was 23 when I moved down, so I was probably 27. Okay. And you became executive vice president. Executive vice president, yeah. Of, what is it called? Snowden yet? Mines. Okay. And at the time, we had 26 of our own stores. We had 150, the athletes put franchises that we were responsible for, and then we made product or design product uh, for all 350 athletes' foot stores. Whoa. And then Nike came along. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's incredible. I that mean, is, to man. To come out here from... With no college degree. Well, right? Yeah. No college degree. That's... But just give, letting them give you the opportunity. Obviously, you did a, a great job because they wouldn't keep offering you, you know... Yeah. You, ways you, to you grow learn, with the company. You but, basically learn from just doing it, right? And, and putting on all the different hats of running a business. Exactly. And, yeah. the, and the owner was a shrewd dude and, and mentored me a ton. That's cool. That is so crazy to... Who's now a, a shareholder in Athleisure Inc. San Diego. Whoa. Okay. Oh, that's right. I keep for, I forgot that the business name is Athleisure. Right? right. Yeah. Right. Athleisure DBA San Diego. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do so... Come on, man. Come Shut on. up. <laughs> Do some research. Jeez. Do some Let's wow. get out of here, man. This guy. Woo. I can't work like this. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe we need to do a little more prep before. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. So so he's, uh, what did you say? He's an investor in, in Athleisure, Inc.? Correct. Okay, Correct. cool. Yeah. Brought so, him along? So he decided in 1980 to get out of retail business, and I had my choice of stores. And so I chose the Sunday, or excuse me, the store in Fashion Valley Mall, and uh, where we've been since 1976. And we the longest standing store in Fashion Valley Shopping Center, with the exception of Penny's. Holy smokes! So is Penny's still there? Penny's is still there. Okay. Yeah. So 19. What did you say? 78. So 19, 1980 is when he said he's going to get rid of stores. I had my choice. Okay. Chose the Fashion Valley store. So I started a company in 1981. Calling it San Diego. No. 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 Kept okay. the name Snowden My Sports at the okay. time. But even back in the, in the 70s when I came out here to open up those stores, he had managed to start selling Ocean Pacific and Hang 10 and a few other brands that were, were available way back then. Okay. And then we grew those brands. When I came, you know, when I, as I was growing, I became a buyer and started buying a lot more as they were starting, like Lightning Bolt and, and Offshore. And, yep. And, yep. Uh, All the Catch It yeah. and you name it. Yeah. Mountain Sons. Sons. Yeah. Gotcha. Jimmy Z. Jimmy Z. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So did that, was that store yours? Like you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You, so, did you have to buy into it? Uh, I had twenty five hundred and fifty bucks in my pocket when I started the company. Wow! So my brother invested some money, and then Joe Mize, my old boss, uh, found a venture capitalist to chip in fifty grand. And my brother chipped in fifty grand, and then I went to seven banks with a business plan, and uh, finally found one that gave me a chance. Wow! American dream right there. And you were what? What age? Like 27, 28? Uh, 1981. I was born in 51. So that's... 30? 30. Wow. So... That, that must be crazy, taking that responsibility on, you know. Were you... Borrowing money from your brother, your old boss. 
banks. So, yeah, but it helped because I kind of knew what I was doing. Yeah. And it was fun. And, and I actually had a chance at the time to go work for Nike, since you brought Nike yeah. up before, and go move to Ohio and be a rep in a, in a five-state area Wow. back there. And so I had a choice of that or doing the retail thing. I did the retail thing. I think you chose wisely. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, think California so too. or Ohio. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> so, think, Pete, where would you be? You know, like if he didn't hunker down here. I'd be living on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you started selling action sports stuff. You saw the direction. That, that was the most fun part of the business. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and I was getting sick and tired of the athletic shoe business. Yeah. Okay. And so. Why is that? Was there a, compet- it, a lot of competitiveness like within the it, mall? Or? It, it wasn't that. It, it just. Got old. I mean, the, the people in the sporting business were, were pretty cool. I had a great time, but it was it was different in the surf business. Yeah, it, it just was different. And cool it was just so much more with. fun. And then and then the the surf brand started making product that you could sell all year round. So I saw how you could turn it into a year round business. Got it. So I went to the center and I said, Listen, I want to change the name of the store to San Diego Surf and Sport, and I want to. Uh, change the, the direction of the store. And the guy says, well, you can't do Serpent Sport. And I didn't realize at the time they were talking to Pac Sunwear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I like your new concept, go for it. Cool. And so we ended up calling mm-hmm. it San Diego Serpent Sport, which <laughs> he slapped my hand for, but when he saw our 60% increases every month for the first two years, uh, he was he was fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. What year was that that it turned into San Diego? 1986. 1986. All right. Awesome. Surf, now, surf was, was kind of, you know, in a good good place at that time. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, with, like, you know, current, I mean, when you got the rivalries between surfers, but it seemed like. Is that the, the year the uh, but, OP Pro Riot happened, though? 86. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was but, pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> but just, you know, all the brands that were successful at the time, you know, you named off a bunch, you know, OP and Hang Tan Lightning Bolt. I mean, Gotcha was probably come, coming gotcha around there. Gotcha was probably a monster. And, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> diversity within the brand. Billabong, obviously, Quicksilver, you know, there was a lot of brands. Yeah, Quick Quicksilver, I ended up buying Quicksilver before I started even my own company. They showed up at Magic Show and uh, in a little booth, and Tom Holbrook was in there, and, and I had an appointment somehow. And I walk in there, and he's pulling these shirts out of a out of a cardboard box, <laughs> putting them on a table, you know, just getting ready to get into the deal. Oh, I'm sure it was his first show, and yeah. it was it was fun. It was fun. Speaking of uh, shows, I mean, you went to every single ASR there was, pretty much, right? You didn't miss those. Absolutely. Those were great shows. The one here in San Diego and the one in um, Long Beach. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Those were fun. Those were too much fun. So, 86, you turned it into San Diego. Um, did you have surfboards in that store too or no? Not not at that time. Not at that time. Not at that time. Okay. But we were the first ones, uh, probably in the 80s, we were the first ones to bring surfboards to the shopping center. Yeah. Cool. So anybody out there, feel free to dispute that, but I'm claiming it. Nice. <laughs> we like it. DavidSanDiego.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was the first location, right? Uh, correct. 
Okay. Then, Correct. And I had a couple of athletes' foot stories at the time also. So I sold those back to the athletes' foot and opened up another. So were you, were second... you franchising those stores from, from your boss? Correct. I was a franchisee. Okay. And uh, you're like, I want to do this. Yeah, you can I have that back. So did you? <laughs> Finally, so, I'm out of the athletic shoe business. Yeah. So, did you see immediate success with San Diego? You said sixty percent increase, right? Every month for the first two years. Wow, it was it was amazing. Um, so your your brother, your investors, or the bank, everyone's like, dude, you you've got a little gold mine here. They were they were very happy. Yeah. So. After that first year, um, you sold. You were saying you, you sold the athletes' feet back to the to your franchisor, company. uh-huh, and then opened and up a, a second location. A second location in Pacific Beach. Okay, right in the heart. Right in the heart. Yeah, yeah half a block off the off the beach. Nice. Can I go out the side door over there? Side door's locked. You got here. Yeah, just go out right there. It's open. It's all good. Hey guys, this is Matt. He's our IT guy. Yeah, Matt, IT guy. Just don't trip over the cord. He serves. All right. There you go. See you, Matt. See you, Matt. So, second location, Pacific Beach. Right. Nice. And how how was that store like? Business was again amazing. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I had a, had a uh, decision at the time to make whether to do the PB store or the spot that Emerald City took in Belmont Park. Oh. But the spot that, that uh, Emerald City went into in Belmont Park was, was way too expensive. So I decided not to go into there. And, of course, Larry and, and Milo did. Mm-hmm. And then years later, we ended up going in there. Yeah. Taking Gr- over. Gr- is it that, did you take over that location that they were we in? We did. Yeah. What, nice. what other shops were in that area in, like, Pacific Beach? Like, surf shops or life? There, 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 there were a few smaller uh, surf shops that were, were more hard goods oriented, yeah. where, where we were definitely soft goods oriented. And then we, we had our warehouse on one side of it also. And then we hired a guy named Sam, who I can't remember his last name, who knew a ton about skate. And so that's when we got into the skate business. Nice. And what, what year was that? 1989. Wow, okay. And then you had to get back into shoes. And then we had to get back into <laughs> yeah. shoes. It was unbelievable. But the skate industry it. was so much more volatile even through those years, right? Like, it didn't really have another resurgence until, like, late 90s, right? Skate. Sir? Skate. 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 It, it's had several throughout the years, but yeah, it didn't really happen until then. But I didn't know what I missed. Yeah. At the time, so we were. A, it was a building business for us. Got it. Got it. So all good. Okay. So then Pacific Pacific Beach, second location, that store killed it. It did. Okay. Then. Pacific a company called Pacific Eyes and Tees came. Oh, I remember that. Came five years later, and they dealt with the people uh, in the in the store that, in PB, and took the lease out from under us basically. What? How? They went and made a better deal with them. Wow. And we just did a, a short-term lease there, so I learned another lesson. And so we lost that store. Without them, without the management or owners coming to you and giving, Correct. giving you an option? Correct. They just 
oh, gave them an offer yeah. you couldn't refuse. They, they had more money at the time. Oh, was it time for the chocolate tequila now? Yeah, Ooh. it's time. All right. <laughs> We're ready. Yeah. We're ready. We're not afraid. So, okay. So you lost that location then? So lost that location. Okay. Then would you... But in the meantime, we opened up uh, at UTC. Okay. And uh, that was super successful also. And then my ex-boss, who uh, wanted to get out of retail, ended up seeing how good we were doing. He had a, a, a workout place. A fitness? That, a fitness. Uh, like a gym, not a clothing store? Like a like gym. Like a gym. Yeah. 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 A full-on, and he would help with, with your uh, diet and the whole thing, as well as having the best possible equipment that was available at the time. Well, it wasn't successful. Wow. So he went back to the shopping center. Uh, developers and he traded that location for four locations in four different shopping centers in San Diego. And uh, so it was at North County Fair. So it was North County Fair, Plaza Bonita, uh, Parkway Plaza. Parkway Plaza, and I guess UTC. Okay. So maybe that's how we ended up in UTC. So then all of a sudden you went from two stores to four more? Or Actually, we would have been would have been actually what, six stores at one time. Wow. Okay. And that was before PB ended up going away. And Crazy. that's relatively what in, in the matter mid, of mid-90s. three or four years or two years or it was in the mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Wow. And that's when you you came in and play. About yep. Ninety five. Ninety three. Ninety three. I started and I I started at Parkway Plaza, which was in El Cajon, the city I Cheers. grew up in. Cheers. This is uh, what is this one? Chocolate tequila. Chocolate tequila. No, don't chug it. Just enjoy it. Santo Coyote. Wow. Love wow. your accent, Linda. Mm. <laughs> Santo Coyote. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me so, hear your howl. Howl. <laughs> so you, so you're you're up to six doors, right? Correct. Okay, and then. But Joe Mize's company was running. Uh, three of them. Wow, this is good. Say it again. Joe Mize's company was running three of them. So we li- did a licensing deal. Oh. And he licensed three locations. And then do you remember Mike Spayhart in in Westminster Mall? Mike Spayhart. No. Okay. He, he was the guy that I actually worked with in Kansas City who ended up moving out here with the company. And we ended up setting him up with a... A San Diego license deal at Westminster Mall as well. Wow. So what made you decide to go that route with, with licensing? Because I didn't have enough money to mm. uh, expand that quick myself. There okay. was no way. Okay. Yeah. And then back to Pete, you came in. How, did you come in at, at he the... He came in hot. <laughs> <laughs> so when I started... Still is hot. <laughs> Whoa, lady. So my, my sister actually ran this uh, San Diego and she worked for Joe it was Joe's store at that time um, and my sister would never hire me it was I mean that's the only <laughs> surf related store in the East County so obviously I mean anyone who want, you know surfed or she, was she wouldn't hire with you it, you said no she wouldn't hire me wanted to work for she knew you well, <laughs> she didn't want me to upstage her yeah so she ended up going away to college and right before she left college she hired me, and um, that was in 1993, and uh, yeah, ended up working for Joe at that time, and um, I think Dave, well, you tell the story. You, okay, so then, it, so then we, our stories were, were more successful. 
uh, we were just doing different things and knew a little bit more about the industry and who he had running his, his stores. So uh, we decided to meld the two companies together into, into Athleisure. Okay. And then Joe, that's how Joe got his shares in the company. Okay. So you absor- absorbed those locations. Right. Correct. Okay. Correct. Absorb, but you're ma- now you're running the whole the whole show. Correct. Calling all the shots. Yep. Yeah. So he's basically a silent partner, pretty much. Um, Not so silent. <laughs> <laughs> he's a partner <laughs> behind the scenes, Lyndon. He's a behind the scenes partner. Again, he had so much experience and so much more knowledge. Uh, he he's helped me a lot over the years. Yeah. And and he had a great. Uh, knowledge of, of locations within shopping centers. Yeah, working leases and like just managing, like hiring and stuff. Did he? No, it was no. more. It was more the the relationships with the mall developers yeah. and and knowing where good locations within shopping centers are, which yeah. is a big deal. Location, location, location. And your yeah. expertise came in with merchandising, buying the best brands, hiring, and kind of the face. You bet. The face. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So Pete, what what did you do? When you first came on board, did you manage or just work the floor? How did how yeah. did so clean I bathrooms? Was, um, I was nineteen and I was <laughs> yeah. I came, I <laughs> we came, all did. did. I did at Ruka. I think I did. Um, yeah, I was going to junior college at that time, and um, I started as a salesperson. And within two months, I got promoted to key person. And um, uh, within that year. I started going to San Diego State, and I um, I just worked at San Diego through college. Nice. And I graduated. Oh, I was on the five-year plan, so I was at San Diego State for three years. And then um, as soon as I graduated, Dave offered me um, the position as manager mm. of that store, and that's kind of where my management years took off for San Diego. Cool. So you graduated from San Diego State. What, what did you, what was your degree in? Public administration. Oh. Don't ask me why. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Uh, okay. I never have. <laughs> <laughs> what do um, you do here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of business. Yeah, no, it's, for it's sure. kind of what I was interested in is, yeah. is business. It and, seems like a so. business degree. All right. That's mm-hmm. what I did. So you managed a store for how many years? Um, I managed that store for probably about a year and a half and then got promoted to manage the North County Fair store. And from the North County Fair store, I got promoted to run the Fashion Valley store, which was our flagship at the time, you know, and um, that was a whole other ball game. That was just, that was like game on retail, you know, and that, that, that kind of taught me a lot in the retail world and kind of sparked my interest in like okay this this, this is a this career is here this is a career i mean yeah. this is a business yeah. and, and um something that i'm interested in you know and I, surfing has always been my passion and interest and and obviously like the the management aspect and the business aspect that i you know from school kind of helped me and and um dave basically at that time um we brought on the carlsbad store i think that was two years after I was at Fashion Valley, and the Carlsbad store was um, in the outlets, at, at the Carlsbad outlets, and it was a big one, mm-hmm. and I think it was, what, 8,600 8, square feet? Was 8, that one? That's a lot. Of, and I, and, that's big. And Dave 
uh, took me aside and he said, you know, he, he seemed nervous about that location. That was a big location. And I think, you know, wasn't sure. The line. Like we, we went up there. I remember we went up there a bunch of times beforehand and we, we kind of like speculated it and watched the traffic and, and he's like, you know, it's it was a coastal location, and I had a little background in surf, so he basically said, "Hey, I'd, I'd like you to run this store," and I felt a lot of pressure at that time because I knew there was a lot riding, riding on, on that. that. That's yeah. a big store; it's a big lease, and that's kind of when um, I think we were kind of, you know, surf really hit hit. What what year was that? You think? Um, Two thousand four. 2004. 2004 yeah. and that's Everything was hitting then. Gosh, yeah. man. Full cylinders. And, and that, um, that was the first store that, that uh, uh, we built out the, the space, how we wanted to build it out. But we asked the brands to come in and brand their spaces. Right. Which is the first time that, that happened. happened. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, I mean, who, we, who did uh, the construction? Uh, Everhard Construction. Okay. Why are you thinking about building out a store? Is that why we're interviewing here? We got his we're done. We're, we're, we're trying to get as much info where there might be a hole down here. And how, this, how, how is this company so successful for yeah. so many Can years? Can we get your spreadsheets and last eight tax returns? And, uh, <laughs> I sent them to you last week. That's the only way you'd interview not, not from the linden. <laughs> well, so 2004, Carl's bad. Yeah, and, and then, I, um, that's kind of when we went big with with um, with surf hard goods too, and that was um, and we did, we we kind of dabbled with it, you know, and some of the other stores, but in in that store, that's when we because of the location and just yeah yeah, yeah. needed and um, yeah, so that's when it kind of really got fun for me and selling boards and yeah and all the accessories in Carlsbad and yeah. that kind of got me out of living you know in san diego and to north county yeah san diego and i moved to carlsbad and that's we love you carlsbad yeah that, <laughs> is that what you call home now that's yeah fact. that's where yeah. i live now and I, yeah i can't imagine anywhere living anywhere else to be yeah. honest with you yeah. so so fast forward to now right you guys have seven Eight stores. Eight stores. I keep going. I keep going. Seven. Do you Good. know something we don't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, part of uh, what we like to do is talk about not not business questions, but more like, well, this is a business question, but kind of like how involved you guys are with with the community, right? And and how you know you have eight stores plus this warehouse, and you employ how many people? 150 to 180, depending upon the time of the year. Yeah, that's so amazing, right? Like, yeah. and how many full-time employees you think you have? It's probably 30 percent. Uh, yeah, I'd say uh, 50 to 70. It kind of fluctuates. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's what we want to remind people why they should support local businesses and, and local surf shops is because of that fact, right? Like, you bet. I yeah, mean, I mean, there's no shortage of like surf culture in san diego and you know it seems like every the first fundraiser first place to go is either you know your local pizza joint because everybody's got to have a place to eat after the game or it's some sort of gift card donation yeah. and i'm sure you guys get hit up every day 
We've never been hit up for a gift card, have we? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> Not until, what, 4 o'clock? But, <laughs> but, you know, and, and it's, I mean, that just goes to show, like, you know, the How reach, you, guys the reach are. you have, the community involvement you have. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the selection you have. It's, a, it's an easy item, you know, to give out, you know, or take. You know, so people could go and just, I mean, it's a, I'd be stoked to get a gift card to a, San Diego. Yeah, I want to. I want to stress right. the fact. <laughs> make a note of that. I want to stress the fact that a hundred and no, but eighty the, employees. Yeah, a hundred and eighty. That's fucking like a lot of livelihoods that you support. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And for absolutely. thirty-eight years, you've been doing that. Yeah. And, you they, know, and, that's, they're, and they're all so much fun, and they, they keep me young. I probably don't look like it. But, <laughs> and at 8 o'clock tonight when I go to bed, I probably won't seem like it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm sure because of how long you 38 years in business, that you've had some kids work, the, and now they're, now they're parents, and now their kids are coming and looking for a part-time job. I mean, are you getting that kind of it, second generation? generation yeah, third we, generation. We get second generations, and, and that is some of the fun part of yeah. it, is having people in the industry saying, hey, Dave, my, my daughter needs, needs looking for her first job, and yeah. and we'd love her to come work for you. And, and yeah. you know, we always set them up with an interview, and then, then it's up to them from there. Yeah. But uh, we, we love that part of it. Yeah. yeah. you got to be personable. you got to have good, you know, people skills. And, I mean, that's a good check, you know, yeah. put on your resume. Retail is probably one of the best, like, social you know, learning and skills, you know, and business for for somebody in high school, you yeah. know? No question. Right? Because once you learn to sell, I mean, that's what life is all about is selling yourself. Yeah. yeah. Most important thing. Yeah. And Pete, you've been here for how long again? 26. 26 years. That's amazing. And you, you have children. Do they have, have they worked at San Diego or? Uh, no. <laughs> no I have, I have Why'd you say it that way? <laughs> what? Well, I don't want the stress of one of my kids working there, and then I got to fire him. And, and Dave goes, "Why'd you hire that kid?" And I, yeah, I look bad. No, but anyway, like you kid surf too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a 16-year-old daughter, 14-year-old daughter, and eight-year-old daughter uh, son, and they nice. all they all surf. Yes, you got them. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I got three kids too. Yeah. Awesome, busy, yeah. busy parenting. Beautiful. Yeah, that's great. Lyndon, how many kids you have? Two girls, 11 and seven. No kidding. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we've never had that conversation. Yeah. Now I'm happy for this interview. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. How about yourself? One, 33-year-old. Wow, okay. Did he work? She. Did she work here? No. No. Kept Uh, her out of it? She's like... Well, well, first of all, if she did work, I probably would have had her work, you know, and I told her a long time ago, I set her up with a job at, at Hanson's because it's better for her to learn someplace else as opposed to learn directly from your dad. Uh, yeah. yeah, and mom, who yeah. also works here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but she's uh, she's autistic. Okay. And she spends her day with the horses and, and uh, in a barn and learning. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Horse, horses yeah. are beautiful creatures. I wish I had a horse, but I don't have the space or the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our good friend moved up. To you know slow, Scott Vanderipe, slow, and he's got Who? horses. Scott Vanderipe, the yeah. guy that yeah. started Split and Crew yeah. and Supra, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's uh he used to be my neighbor before he moved up to. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I, we're sidetracked. That's how we yeah. that's how we go. But yeah, horses are cool. 
A uh, couple of basic questions we asked, like what? Whoa, nothing's basic here. This is intellectual, like deep right here. I mean, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that list that's yeah. in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> this is just off, you know, top of my head. Um, Dave, besides work, I know for for uh, for your passion and hobby, you're a avid golfer, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. So, how long have you been golfing? What's like? How did you get into it? Started when I was 32 years old. Oh wow! Late. Late to, to golf. Oh, yeah. Late to the game, for sure. Okay. And uh, uh, seem to be getting worse every year. <laughs> thank, thank you for asking. <laughs> so what got, who, who uh, said, hey, you should try this this uh, game? Well, <laughs> when we had a store in Fashion Valley, there was a, a bar restaurant, caddy corner from the store called Howard Johnson's. The bar, bar was called Hojo's. And so, you know, it was pretty convenient to every night go in and maybe have a beer and kind of wind down from the day. Mm-hmm. And so there was a gentleman in there that I used to talk to, and, and uh, he, he started talking about golf and invited me out, and I loved it and started playing it. Nice. Got hooked. Yeah. Got hooked. Nice. And then you guys kind of did like a golf tournament within the, the industry, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. We, we have missed a couple years during the uh, recessionary times. Yeah. But love doing it. Love doing it when the shows are all over and, and a non-agenda and yeah, and uh, not not even have it be a charity, just make it inexpensive and a skins game. And yeah, yeah. I think a, a, a lot of a lot of surfers golf, and I think they really enjoy the game, yeah. the competitiveness, this the how difficult it is. I guess oh, just yeah, like surf, absolutely. you know, it's yeah. such a, a mind and body skill. Like you, your mind has to be tight, and you're with your body, right? Like you have to be symbiotic with what you're thinking and how you're moving. Right? Gee, just like when you're on the board in the ocean. Kind of, yeah. A yeah. lot, lot of things going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It seems like the best golfers are really smart. So I'm, I'm paying you a, a, a compliment. Well, that's because you don't know golf. I'm, I'm not a best golfer. <laughs> so let's This move guy, on. he's looking for a job, maybe. Uh, Pete, you better watch out, bro. Yeah. Then it's coming in hot. Take, take it easy. <laughs> you know, I used to manage, uh, you know, I've managed stores before. <laughs> he, he, he was well, an equi- equity holder at HSS for a few years. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I worked my way up to being a partner there. <laughs> I was going to say, are they still in business, the stores you, you manage? Uh, HSS, I, I heard, was still in business. Yeah, yeah. they are. They're, they're there was a rumor. So, so there's a couple things I wanted to, to uh, highlight about, and I love what you guys do. First one is um, the Players Club. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. I think that's a, a rad um, way to you know, incentivize, you know, staff and like stoke them out at the end of the year is that is that what when what ugh, when do you guys do that what time of year is it after uh, christmas or is early it? march oh no, march. no 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 early after... april i'm sorry sometimes in march yeah, yeah. you just have one then yes yeah yeah and, and you've I... been doing that for <sighs> 15 Probably, yeah be about 15 years yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's incentivized the employees for doing a great job and hitting goals at the stores and levels. How does that, how does that work? Every, their goal is 100000 So everybody that hits 100000 is invited, invited to the Players Club. Yeah. And then the brands are amazing, as we all know, and they all contribute to, yeah. the, to the sales people. To prizes. And, yeah. and it's unreal. Yeah. And, and I've been to a couple, and it's, it's a, 
it's bitching to see like kids just having a good time and being stoked to be there and well, being re- rewarded for hard work and you know like you know putting their time in and executing the sell yeah and they and they have this chart in the back of the store and and they keep track of it on a weekly basis yeah so they see how close they're getting and then towards the end of the year uh, the guy who's in charge of the stores puts out a list on who's you know near the top yeah. who's going to get the big prize yeah and whoever gets the big prize is, is Pretty amazing, yeah, for <laughs> for sure. stuff. But I but I have to give credit where credit is due. It's just like the hundred grand for Zoomies, where they bring all their employees in that sold under over a hundred grand. Yeah. And you know sometimes you just have to copy ideas. Yeah. If they just make too much sense and a way to celebrate your employees. Yeah. And, and uh, so I said screw yeah. it. Yeah. We're gonna do it. We'll call it the Players Club, but it is what it is. Yeah. So it's all a family. I mean, you guys want to you know promote within if you can, you know, and you want to give, yeah, you want to give, you know, incentives. I mean, essentially all the kids are ambassadors of the industry, you know, so they're all fans of all the brands that are donating this product. That's why they're working at the shops, you know, everybody wants to be part of the lifestyle, you you know, so that's cool. The companies kick kick back for that. That's really cool. I really like your guys' loyalty program too. You know, incentivize those that you know continue to shop shop at the stores and support you guys. Absolutely, and it took us a long time to to be able to do that, but uh, we love it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, every, every shop, you know, depending on the time of year, throws this sale, that sale, whatever. Which you know, you got to liquidate, or you know, it's a crunch time for the you know the window of opportunity based on the season. But you know, the loyal program is hey, you could shop here all year long and still still grab a good discount. Yeah. And then let's talk about AmSlam. Yes. Never That's heard awesome. of it. <laughs> <laughs> that is super cool, too. Yeah. And that's um, um, Surf and Skate? Yep, Surf and Skate. It, um, it started as Skate. Uh, well, the actual AmSlam. We did, a, we've, we did a surf series before that. It wasn't yeah. called AmSlam. What was that called? I can't remember. <laughs> San Diego. San Diego Surf Surf. That's I think like, it was. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, it didn't have like a catchy name. It was a pro am or is it a? It, there was a pro am and then there was amateurs. Okay. A couple also. different divisions, but yep. there was money for for the local pros yep. or ams. Yeah, I think at one point we gave ten thousand. We were giving ten thousand to the winner of Amsterdam. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, I I think that's rad because, you know. We want people, if you're doing some kind of marketing and some kind of event, I mean, you you have to, right? To, to keep people Absolutely. engaged and yeah. keep people interested. And I think not enough people do that. You know? Well, that, what, that's to this day, it's Well, like, that's what's unique about our industry is, you know, everybody does some sort of marketing. You know, marketing is spending money to get your name out there, you know. But a lot of the marketing sometimes doesn't tie back the community and giving back at the same time. So, yeah. like, those events... You're really like, you know, getting a hold of that community. They're having a great day at the beach or the skate park. You know, most of the brands are throwing out, you know, freebies or you collect, you know, stuff. So, I mean, it's a killer event to come and hang out. Yeah, I think events like that are crucial. It's it's grassroots. It's um, you know, you're you're facilitating and and like pushing forward, you know, skateboarding and surfing. Right. It's not rocket scientists, you know, either. It's just 
you know, doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, like having people come there. Not, not, not a lot of people do that. But I know. And that's what like, sucks. You like know? the only other person that has a shop that has a contest, I think right now is, is Jack's, right? Yeah. I mean, there's uh, South Bay does a series, you know, they do a, a little, I don't know if it's pro-am, but they do a little, uh, little series up yeah. there, you know, so it depends, but. And you do it. We need more of them. And, and, sir, and I think right? Hanson's gets involved in, in a contest every year. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't think so. No. I, I mean, okay. I don't remember. Moving along. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, and Sam is definitely, um, it means a lot to us. You yeah. Know? And we think it's important to. Um, gets a lot to, of coverage. It does get a lot of coverage. Yeah. And there's a lot of, a lot of, like, legit guys who have done it over the years, you yeah. know. Um, you know, Griffin Colapinto did it right before he made the series or the, the WSL. And then, um, who's the guy from Quicksilver? Uh, Kanoa? Kanoa, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Kanoa did it right before he won. And, nice. Um, uh, Kolohe did it when he was a kid, too. Yeah. You know, like, there's a lot of, like, legit surfers and, and skateboarders, too. Where that, do you usually have the surf contests? Uh, we do, uh, the first one is at San Clemente Pier. Uh, second PB Drive, OB Pier, and then we do the finale at um, Mission Beach in front of our nice. store down there. Yeah. Are you going to have them again this year? Yep. Nice. When's first, the first one, one on June 7th. Okay. June 8th. 8th. June 8th. Yeah. San Clemente. Yep. That's awesome. 1500 in price burst. And yep. then the last event's 3000 3, It's like the big the big finale. Right. Yeah. For surf. Yep. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, because, I mean, all the... And I, I always talk about this. I mean, to do a contest, you know, when you're a Grom, you're just stoked to compete. You know, put yourself up to the, you know, the competition, your buddies. Get that trophy is always awesome. But the goodie bags, and I, I mean, I like, again, going back to, you know, when you make the final, it's like, cool, trophy's awesome. But, man, what's in, what am I getting inside the bag? Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> and right there is easily, the you know, maybe the entry for these kids or family, whatever, whatever however much. I'm not going to say because I don't know. But the goodie bags are always yeah. stuffed. And you do that for skate too, right? Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, we do it for skate. Uh, how, how many events for skate? Uh, we're doing two this year. Nice. Yep. Norm, it's been four in the past, but we're trying to make it more special. Yeah. And, uh, and the participation the last couple of years has gone down. So we're just trying to make now just do a couple and yeah. make them really special. Yeah. So let's talk about some funny history historical things that have happened well like girls surfing right like how you're saying where you say funny, funny and historical no I, I don't know why I said that <laughs> I think this may get yeah. edited out of this yeah so. equality. no it's it's funny that uh, women surfing has grown so much and in in surf industry particularly right like Apparel, women's apparel has blown up. We didn't have women's, you know, apparel back in the day. Yeah, well, the shops. And right. I mean, you you bought for your stores before there was really any women's product offered for your stores. Correct. You know, and yeah. then, you know, Roxy, you know, Quicksilver came out with Roxy, and kind of just, you know, yeah. turned turned the industry upside down, you know, upside down. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because yeah. those what are the ones that, that was for the industry. Ninety dollar, hundred twenty dollars for a little bikini all day long, right? Good margin right there. All day long. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny, we've talked about it with uh, a couple with other guests is that um, when Blue Crush came out. Oh yeah. Like how much of a effect it had on 
you know, participation and consumer, consumerism, right? Like O'Neill, Rip Curl, everybody caught on really quick because, I mean, women surfing was, was still there, but there was, you know, the brands didn't really, you know, come out with that lifestyle, women's, you know, apparel and swimsuit and stuff. And yeah. Now it's huge. It, it's you. it's funny how like the mass media when when they do something cool, it, it really helps our industry, right? Like endless Sometimes. summer, endless oh, yeah. summer two, yeah. like wow, like when when those movies came out, you know our industry really reaped uh, the benefits of that the benefits of mainstream that. exposure. And remember how like Vans wasn't cool for a long time, a long yeah. time, for a long time, yeah. and I don't know how much of an effect. This movie had, but it seemed like right after that movie, every kid wore Vans, and uh, it was uh, the Fast. Lords, Lords of Dogtown. Oh right, right. Yeah, right. I was thinking Fast Times. That. Fast Times were <laughs> high too. Yeah, but that was like uh, yeah, everybody wanted to be Spicoli. Not really, but, but really. that was what? When was that? In like eighty four five? Yeah, I don't know. Early eighties. North Shore. <laughs> I don't think it had an effect on anything. Hey, a lot of surfers got some cameos, maybe made a little scratch, you know? Good yeah, for them, right? Sure, yeah. for sure. Some stunt, you know, big, uh, not big ones, they, uh, let's see, Keanu Reeves, the... Point Break. Oh, point Break, oh, sorry, yeah. Oh gosh. Absolutely. That was a terrible movie. What? I'm just glad you didn't bring up Gidget. Oh. <laughs> or Beach Blanket Bingo. Yeah. But, uh... Hey, I'm not that old like you guys. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> Need another we're, shot. We're done here. <laughs> so a cool thing that um, I know Pete's heavily involved with is West Coast Board Riders Club. Mm-hmm. How awesome is it that there's a governing you know, body now that is going to elevate surfing to the next, hopefully, you know, step it up in amateur surfing? Yeah, right. no, it, that's it's definitely pretty exciting. Um, and you are you the president of no, Carlsbad or no 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 uh, Paul Barr is the president. Oh, Paul Barr is yeah cool. Who is yeah. a, a freaking legend? Yeah, he's a legend. Paul and David Barr. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm on the board, and um, and a soon to be legend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In his own mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's definitely interesting the dynamic that um, that the board writers clubs are creating yeah. yeah and how how you know these the cities are kind of rallying get, behind it getting behind it yeah. and it's showing like all this camaraderie yeah and, and you know competitiveness with other cities and did you go to the jacks event that uh no i didn't okay. go to that I, it was pretty amazing but i was watching the, the live yeah. camp yeah. yeah you guys had a pretty good team too yeah but yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh here we lucas go. Osten, who <laughs> is who san diego sponsors I think he dropped a nine eight at that event. And wow! Kind of, yeah, kind of pushed it over for the south. Who's surfing? Division. Who's surfing for Carlsbad? As uh, far as pros, is it Taylor? Taylor. Taylor Knox. Sure. Yep. Taylor okay. Knox. Um, Chado. No, nah, Chado's in Sanitas. Sanitas. Oh, sorry, uh, way off. Josh Kerr, like. Kerr. He, he he says he's gonna do him. He's he's busy. You know, he's on the road. So hopefully we get him. And does he have an one. address in Carlsbad? He though? does. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Seen his yeah, let's make this fair. Sometimes, yeah. let's make this fair. Yeah, um, pro wise, not 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 too many. You know, some older pros that are served for us, like Ricky Whitlock and mm. um, you know Sean Taylor and 
those two. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Chewy. Chewy. No, Chewy's on Oceanside. Oceanside. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Both sides. Both sides. <laughs> but it's just really great to see, like you said, the camaraderie and then like the, the generations where you yeah. know, the youth is looking up to the teenagers always and the teenagers are looking up for the, the, the pro, you know, and then you got the old guy. And you show up and it's just like the best beach day ever with everybody and their families obviously hungry to yeah. kick everybody's butt at the yeah. same time. <laughs> when you, when you, I walked up and I was looking around and, and you have Matt Archibald, you know, over here. You got a uh, guy who is Chris Ward. Yeah. You had, yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know, and all the, the new, you know, Groms that are rippers. And you're just like, wow, these events at West Coast Board Riders Club, I think it's, it's, it's going to be, it's such a bright future for amateur surfing in, in California, you know. And what's cool is, uh, I was telling Kevmo from Heritage about how, you know, this was happening over here like like a year ago. And I was like, dude, you guys gotta start doing it. You guys gotta start doing it. And now they are. Yeah, I saw yeah. That. So That's they cool. started that. Yeah. South Jersey Board Riders Club. No way. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So hopefully it comes all the way down to Florida and For sure. The, it will. The way like Carlsbad's approaching it though, um, the the contests are cool and that's that's fun but i think our focus is more about like the community yeah and and you know trying to to like really embrace like the kids and and the the carlsbad culture and yeah. and try, you know it push kids along and and f show families yeah. you know that we care about surfing and we care about the culture and we care about our beach community yeah um and the the, con the contests are rad, and that's where everyone gets to kind of like flex their muscles. But the community events—it's all that, in between the events and the, yeah, and so the weekly workouts and the, and the club meetings. Like we had one at Huntington, and we had the lifeguard um, Huntington Beach lifeguard um, crew Just show up, show, show the kids like CPR. Like there's a technique yeah. called salt, how to like you know help people in the water that are you know obviously struggling and having you know having either drowning or just panicking. Um, and it's just educating the kids that, you know, everybody's out in the water to, you know, keep an eye out for each other. And, you know, sometimes you're gonna have competitions, but other than that, it's a, you know, little tight knit family, Yeah. you know, which was really cool. Yeah. And I think it was really kind of, cool. it, it, it felt, it felt kind of, um, you know, separated before. And like, I, I, I never hung out with the bars before. I've lived in Carlsbad for almost 20 years. Yeah. You know, I never hung out with the Struthers and, and you know, these Taylor Knox. I mean, I see him surfing. Yeah, yeah. But now but Taylor. But now you have his number. Taylor's down at the beach. <laughs> and his address. Well, he still calls me the wrong yeah. name sometimes, but that's <laughs> How could you get Pete wrong, bro? Uh, he thinks I'm somebody else. <laughs> but, you know, like, he's down at the beach, like, pushing kids. Yeah. And, like, we're, you know, it's, it's, we're these kids that are, like, frothing yeah, yeah. surfing. They're surfing with you know Josh Kerr and they're surfing with Jordy that, Collins that's yeah. what's cool is the community aspect of it yeah. but because it's a community and these guys wouldn't be accessible before now they are yeah. and the younger generation is going to glean and you know and si since they're able to take honestly, advantage of that yeah since we formed that club 
there's like this this little group of Carlsbad hasn't had this little group of like kids like San Clemente's had, and now like there's this group, yeah. and Ricky Whitlock is kind of like taking them under his wing, and, and and really like there's some there's some talent there yeah. that wasn't there before, yeah. and these kids are pushing each other, yeah. and we're pushing these kids. And yeah. they're kind of like taking it to the next level, and yeah. and their families are involved, and we're going, you know, we're having events at local businesses. It's yeah. just, it's just a cool thing. That's what surfing. Yeah, these, these kids in be. Huntington didn't even know who I was, and luckily I had some, you know, some friends, you know, give them a little heads up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? They're like, we don't. What's a DHS? Layback Larson. I don't watching any. <laughs> Layback like, Larson. But like Brent Simpson is super relevant. I mean, he just got off the tour a couple years ago, and he's really involved in the youth and. I mean, for those parents that can't afford, like, coaching, you know, which is happening in our sport with the youth, yeah. um, you know, and getting that one-on-one or group, co- you know, if you're not on some big brand that might do some workouts with the, with the program, these board riders clubs, you're pretty much, you know, you, you, you sign up, it's not much money for the year, but what you could get out of it is in, incredible. You know, you could get free workouts, free training from, like, current or past pros again the bonding you get the little rivalry between the kids it's just going to elevate it's going to elevate the all the surfing yeah. levels sure. and even us old guys you know like yeah. yeah gets us out in the water more you know for sure it's for the record fun. i don't consider you guys old yeah just, just for the record <laughs> thank you yeah thank you. i age well but did you see this <laughs> I, mean, I, t- I took off my hat you guys and uh there's not a lot up there anymore yeah no, i'm but super fast so. though who, who did take over uh the, the organization it's uh, Don Meek. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know what, um, like, I don't know if. There's a body, but I don't know yeah, everybody. But yeah, but Don Meek is kind of, you know, and uh, Darren Brillhart is kind of in charge of, of the events. So he's kind of taken over all the, the running of the events. But Meek is kind of the president, I yeah. guess. So. And they got a PR it's a big, person to like help, you know. It's going to be a, a huge push for amateur surfing in, in the U.S. for sure. Yeah. Because there's a, I mean, not just the youth, there's tons of youth contests and stuff, but it'll just give them another avenue to, you know, work on their, their yeah. competitiveness. But just, there's not a lot of professional events in America anymore, except yeah. for like the one or two. There's not a lot of regional events that really get kids to move out of their, you know, comfort yeah. zone, which is their own town. You know, now they'll give another opportunity to, to get them to travel up and down the coast, which you like, know, always improves. Hopefully this will spark more interest in surfing and, and the professional aspect of it. Like, I mean, Bud Pro Tour, you know, hopefully there's somebody does something like that again. Yeah, you know? really. Because yeah. I think, you know, it's important. I mean, it only helps us, you know, our livelihoods. You know, when, when there's uh, events like that to push the sport and yeah. and make it more accessible to the to the masses. I mean, isn't one of the one of the few events on the West Coast about 150 miles inland now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take lowers off the uh, the contest list and throw a wave pool in there. <laughs> Speaking of wave pools. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Late man. Night Larson hasn't been to the wave pool yet. What? I can't afford you it. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, come on. You've Dude, been invited. So much money. No, he hasn't been invited either. <laughs> yeah. We no. haven't invited yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's like, hey, are you gonna be around this summer? Aren't you gonna be in Hawaii? Because when you're in Hawaii, we're gonna schedule a day. <laughs> yeah. That's how he works. Hey, it's your damn Sounds fault. Sounds like a true friend. <laughs> yeah. It's your own damn fault yeah. for having a family that wants to go to uh, yeah. Hawaii in yeah. June. Yeah. Uh, bummer. <laughs> But uh, Pete, 
you've you've gotten to partake in uh, Kelly Slater's wave pool. Yeah, I did. I, I went up for the Outer Known event. You only I got, got one wave. I got uh, one wave. <laughs> <laughs> didn't really. Wouldn't say I wired it. Yeah. Good, but, um, ended up got, going back. You got the taste of it. And then I did. Back. I got the taste. Ended up going back, and my my next three waves were horrible, <laughs> terrible, man. Like I just I couldn't like get the get the vibe on it. And then the next heat, I ended up feeling it. Like I I, I felt like I got it down a little bit, and that was. Honestly, one of the funnest days of my life. Did you download the clips off the... I watched them about a thousand times. Do you, yeah. do, you, do you think they purposely make it look so perfect, but yet so hard, so you keep coming back and spending more money? Because <laughs> <laughs> they got it. They got, sure they they got you. They got yeah. you hooked. Yeah. Cheers. No. Again. Cheers. This Cheers, is guys. a chocolate Cheers. stuff. Thank you. Chocolate Amazing. stuff. Stuff. The Santo Coyote. I'll let him say that. <laughs> yeah, but that uh, that wave's that wave is special. That's that's for sure. Have you gone to the other ones or? Um, no, I haven't been. Yeah, neither have I. No, I have. They're pretty. Late fun. nights done. Enlin and Waco. Yeah, yeah. To hear to hear some of the guys in the industry though say, "Hey, I'm going to ask everybody there if I can buy their wave for 500 bucks." <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah. you still you start thinking about like how much money that you're going to spend to you know go across the world to to hopefully get a perfect wave. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, you go there and you know you're going to get a perfect wave. And yeah. Have you gone on cool. very many surf trips? Not as many as I would have liked, but yeah, I've been on a few yeah. for sure. What What's one of your more memorable surf trips? Um, I think Tabarua was. Yes. You know, probably. My most memorable. You scored good waves. We, we scored, yeah, yeah. How big? Uh, it's probably like, you know probably six to eight the whole time. Nice, just perfect size. Triple overhead for Lennon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm not. He's, oh, he's, sorry. He's just got all. No, quadruple <laughs> overhead for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was a really fun trip. So I'm gonna need some your, video how, and and pictures from those trips. How, how, how much was your bar tab? Uh, I was more focused on surfing, I All think, right. but my, my wife went with me, and hers was... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what, what's included? No, <laughs> no happy hour, no free one hour, like a day, like nothing, yeah. you guys. Yeah, so it's amazing. Olympics, <laughs> surfing's in the Olympics, 20, 2020 Olympics? No. 2020. Yeah. Yep. 2020. Next year. Oh, it is next year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, you probably would... Have a thought on it? No, I mean, you think it's great. I think it's great. It's going to be. It's going to bring more recognition to the industry and, and eyes on the on the industry. And it can't do anything but help the industry. I yeah. think so too. And I, I mean, you've seen you've been in the surf industry for almost forty years, and you've seen those those spikes. And I feel like surfing is going to get a, a big spike leading yeah. up in in you know after the the Olympics, not just here locally but globally. You know, when you got all those countries competing and hopefully it you know residual well, think, down to the to the local surf shop think, think about how it's going to expand surfing throughout yeah. the world yeah, yeah. and Global how surfing. that'll take the the pressure off the brands to open distribution yeah. yeah now they can cut it back a little bit you know spend their money over there open up people over in other countries and uh, you know just let some of the retailers here give them a little space yes <laughs> we like that I never, I never thought of that but yeah that that's probably uh, a good way to uh, elevate 
sales but not cannibalize existing accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly said, Linda. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> Telling you. No, but I think that's going to be amazing because, I don't know, with the West Coast Board Riders, you know, locally and domestically happening. With weight and then pools, Olympics. Weight pools, like, Olympics. It's like, holy crap. Like, there's a, there's like a... <laughs> A perfect storm happening right well, that and i mean oh, the level oh, of surfing is absolutely off the charts right now but oh there's there's about five or six guys that are clearly like i mean running the show on the tour you know there's so many good surfers but you think that but then they all they, dropped out in this yeah, last contest but it's not just it's not just their their the results John, i think it's John just lost. them as a they're with social oh, media, they're following Medina what they're post- posting on. Jordy lost, Julian lost. That was. So, it's not. A, I'm not saying Kelly Slater though was still going. Yeah. So that's what I was gonna ask. So so the Olympic teams get picked from the their results from this year, right? From each country, from the 2019 yes. season. Yes. So two people Slater, from each country. Slater has made the quarters for the last two events, so he has a solid chance of being. Well, he has to be number one or number two. No, yeah. no, he doesn't. Um, because from America. Those are different. If Gabriel Medina isn't going to get from the U.S. for the U.S. from the U.S. He's, yes. correct. Yeah, he's he has to be number one or number two correct. from U.S. Right. Yes. on the U.S. standing. Or that US. could be freaking yeah. rad to watch. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm I'm kind of pumped on that. Yeah. to be quite honest. Well, the seasons are him really, and John John. Yeah. Oh, forget yeah. it. That would be great. For that would US. be so insane. Yeah, but so insane. It's just good, good for the sport, good for our jobs. But you just have you just have to wonder if the if the surf ends up being horrible. Yeah, I know. That what could what be, they're gonna do, but that I think could be detrimental. I think half of it's gonna be the background, whatever they do for the background and 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 talking about the individuals that are surfing and showing them. Yeah. Hopefully will help a ton, even a lot more than the actual contest itself. So. It is because you don't get a lot of branding within the actual event. It's it's the lead up, it's the personality profile bios that they're gonna like you know the minute reels that they're gonna be doing like every day, and they're gonna have so much content. If if yeah. it, yeah. if they the don't Olympics have a, does it right, right? If they yeah. don't have a wave pool involved in this one, and the waves are shitty, it the. A wave pool is gonna have to happen. Yeah, well, I think a wave pool is gonna happen. Yeah. Even if the waves are good. Yeah, in this one. Yeah, I think so. It just has to gotta have a backup. Yeah, both. It has yeah. to go. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I feel about watching a contest in in a wave pool. Really, you know what I mean? It's not I, as, I not as exciting. It. It's it's not as exciting, but it's definitely exciting to see when your top guys get nervous and they blow it. You know what I mean? True. Like, what's his name? John John couldn't, you know, couldn't do it. He, he but Felipe was freaking mind boggling. Yeah, I mean, it's all about experience too, and the, and how much time they put into the pool. You know, who's it's such a different uh, who's got time to put that time in. You know, in 150 miles inland from the beach. It's such a different <laughs> uh, venue, right? Like, apparently not you. No, you would I would be so much easier. I mean, you. Right, if you're a pro and you, you just understand the dynamics, you would think like ten waves. Okay, I got yeah. it. Yeah, but you know it's it's so weird where where it's such a con- it's a controlled environment where where you're like your mind doesn't work. You, you have to think differently, right? Like in the ocean, it's so spontaneous, right? You're like, ah, oh, you know, like I could do this and I could do that, and when like a lot right now. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, people, you kind of you surf and you kind of not think 
and that's when your best surfing happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? But solid point. But I'm not a contest surfer. Neither is Larson. So <laughs> we wouldn't know. <laughs> Dude, I got like equal 25th in that one event. Oh, really? <laughs> equal 25th. Uh, so what other cool stuff do you guys do here? Let's talk about, yeah, not my contest results. What do we do that's cool? I mean, we've talked a you guys lot do about like, cool stuff. You guys do like half day Fridays to go like hit the course. You guys like barbecue it up in the in the warehouse parking lot. You know. You... No, you haven't heard. I golf every day. Yes. Yes. I don't work. <laughs> That's why it took uh, so long to get him scheduled for this. I know, so, right? You got a busy golf schedule. But I was, you know, checking out your guys' uh, but no, your, <laughs> your, your web page, your web page and stuff and. I'm I'm super stoked just to see other non-conventional like shop deals or incentives or a way to give back and you guys do that feed the hungry, you know, during oh, wow. the during, during the holidays, bring yeah, in some cool. some some cans for the needy and you know get a dis, you know discount on your order. It's awesome. Yeah, it, really it, cool. That's been fun. Much much rather give a discounts food, away when food it's like drive. a food drive. Yeah, and you get it. Yeah, um, that's a, insane. And. I, I mean, how many tons do we have we given over the years? Or um, I think one year we we brought in three thousand pounds of food. Um, uh, Forty two hundred another year. Um, yeah, so all the proceeds go to Feeding America. Yeah, and it's like our and local chapter. I've noticed. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some good like Chef Boy. Uh, we collected one, three, two, three, three, three thousand you, pounds one, that two, only fifteen hundred made it to the meeting. <laughs> No, but that, I mean, that non-conventional stuff and thinking outside the box, but, you know, giving back is, is super cool. And I think, you know, you see more stuff like with beach cleanups and, you know, helping out do you local still, shelters. Sorry. It's cool. Why do you, you know, bro? Yeah, that's right. Do you, do you still sponsor athletes? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who's your, who are you sponsoring now? Um, we got Jay Dave. <laughs> no, we don't have Dave Larson. <laughs> we got Damo. To be continued. Sick. Yep. Yes. Damo on the team. Um, a, lot, a lot of local kids, you know. Um, How it should be. Yeah. I, we have some solid um, younger kids. You know, we have uh, Lucas Oston, who just won the, um, the boys division of the NSSA. He's up a, in Huntington? Uh, yeah. He's a yeah. solid up-and-comer. Like, really good surfer. Um, uh, Carlsbad kid? No. He is an Oceanside kid. Okay. Yep. And then um, we have uh, Ricky Whitlock. You know, we got some some other ripping kids like e- Ethan cool. Ethan Grant, who's a Carlsbad kid. And, nice. Um, Zach McCormick, who lives in Del Mar. Um, kind of try to hit it like all the way across San Diego County. You know. Yeah. They have a good representation of of kids in the area, and do the same thing with the skate team. Yeah. As well. Nice. Yep. I mean, that's you super have any pro cool. skaters. Surf shops, skate shops. Not really any no like pro skaters, pro skaters okay. right now. Yeah, some pretty solid San Diego amateurs. That's that's Sweet. a fact. But it's been fun to have have different guys over the years and have their pictures in our offices and and like Mike Lawson's came in when he went to work for Reef and oh my God, you still have my picture up yeah. there. <laughs> Didn't Benji ride for San Diego at one point in time? Yep, Benji Weatherly. He did for for a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
During the Bud and, Light um, tour? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry we had to kick you off the team, Ben. <laughs> oh. uh, ben Bourgeois was on the team for a bit. Ben Bourgeois was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Benny B. Nice. Awesome. Yep. His, his uh, family owns a shop on the East Coast, Sweetwater. Sweetwater, yep. yeah. Yeah. In the, the blood. Yeah. His sister's the twins. Oh, really? You have a medal? Uh-uh. Oh, they're so much fun. They're mm. right. Um, do you guys sponsor any schools? Um, you know, we do. I don't know. You say we sponsor them, but we, we definitely do um, a lot of, like, donations to okay. schools. Um, this week is going to be the uh, Carlsbad Serve Team banquet, yeah. so we're going to donate. Because you guys are spread out so much, it's, it'd be hard to, like, concentrate on. Yeah. I mean, we're there's, you know, eight stores throughout San Diego County, and... This is seven thousand high school. Eight, <laughs> fine, seven. <laughs> um, but yeah, we—I mean, we try to do as much as we can, you know, to to schools and local, um, you know, community uh, events and stuff like that 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 relate to surfing and skating and or whatever, you yeah. know, just to try to to reach out to the community as much as much as possible. It's important to us. Yeah, that's cool. Give back. <sighs> What else you got there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we checked off a lot of good stuff here. Is, is there uh, anything that you wanted to promote, like any upcoming events? There, yeah, the Am Slam. Am Slam. Slam. June eighth, San June Clemente. 8th. Nice. And then when's the skirt first uh, skate event? Uh, July twenty first. July twenty first. Yep, at cool. the California Training Facility, which is right here in Vista. Nice. One block from here. Training Mm -hmm. facility? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's pretty cool, and it's so different than what we talked about before, the perfect wave or having the same wave all the time for everybody to compete on. Because they'll actually have the Olympic course set up in there, and they have different countries that are already sending their teams over here training for the Olympics. For the skate? For skate. Wow. Yeah. Just a block from here. Two blocks. Nice. Look at that. You guys are in the heart. Well, let's not get carried away. You're in the heart. You're in the heart of it. Wait, just open those blinds. Let me check the surf. <laughs> no, we're not that close. <laughs> well, we. I mean, I don't know. I think we appreciate you guys' time. I mean, yeah, this is we're awesome. at an hour and twenty-five minutes. But who's counting? Goes by quick, right? Yeah. It does exactly. go by pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah. So, should we wrap it up? I, no, never. <laughs> I can do a, I can do a pitch for Exchange Collective. Okay. All right. So when you said when you mentioned our e-commerce site, yeah, our e-commerce site is actually Exchange Collective. Okay. And a lot of the brands that are participating send their inventories to Exchange Collective on a daily basis. Yep. And then uh, if somebody goes to our website, it's our homepage. And but if they want to go, uh, if they hit shop or want to buy, then it takes them to Exchange Collective. And instead of looking at 20 or 30 board shorts on, from our old website, yeah. Billabong, now they can see 120 on Billabong's website, for instance. And so it's pretty cool to, to give a bigger selection. Yeah. And, uh, and they, wanna, they don't want it to just be us, or I think Surfside's on it too, Duke, and a couple other guys. They want it to be everybody. And, and to be honest, it's the first time our, our e-commerce site has been profitable. Nice. So cool. it's pretty cool to, to see. Yeah. You know, when you don't have to have that liability of inventory, but yet you're going to get a piece of the sale, I mean, it's a win-win. It's a win-win, and we're very grateful to the brands that are on it. Yeah. 
because uh, it's going to help us a ton. So that's Exchange Collective. Exchange Collective. Nice. It's, it's similar, I guess, to what Shopatron was, but Shopatron was your own inventory, correct? Correct. Yeah. So kind of the same philosophy, but with tying into the, you know, brand's inventory. Correct. Yeah. And they have kiosks in all the stores? Uh, no, but no. We, we just those just, those kiosk things were totally different. Mm. That was if you happen to get a get a customer in and you yeah. didn't have the right lens and a spot. So now they're changing over to like running the actually a, an e-commerce site with oh. full-on inventory. Cool. Yeah. So so forgive the uh, however you want to look at that the commercial. No, we but like it. It's just so cool. We I want to share it. Yeah. We yeah. need more brands on board. and We need more retailers on board. So, is the website just exchange? Collective.com? No, SanDiego.com. 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 But how how will other brands or shops get on it? 17thStreet.com, Surfside.com. They need to contact Dave Pankratz, and and then they set them up. Okay. I'll get that info from you. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, like Outer Known is going to be on there. Right? Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You you heard it here first. Well, uh, oh hey, can I get a wave at the uh, that next outer known event? We're gonna try one, dude. Come We're on. gonna try. If you're gonna drive four and a half, five hours, you hey, get one. You just, <laughs> you just shush. <laughs> I don't you know. You can have mine. I'd like for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey guys, it's been an honor and a pleasure sitting down, having shots of tequila, chocolate, <laughs> and the other one. And uh, other one, you mean the Don Julio? What is that? 42? That's oh my gosh. Dude. Should we do one more? Pull your head out. Dude, Better, not. Better not. Yeah. No, but hey. You guys have a long drive. I've got three blocks. Yeah. Dave Nash, Pete Sensaplano. Um, we as reps really want to thank you for creating a business that you know helps not only our livelihood but 180 other people in the local communities. It's, uh, it's rad that, um, you know, that's a lot of responsibility that you've taken on upon yourself, right? And, you know, we want our listeners to remember that and support your local surf shop. Yes. Support your local San Diego. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. We appreciate that. We appreciate what you guys are doing too. Thank you. It, it is all about surf and Keeping it fun, keeping it real, growing it, and, yep. and uh, we all get to live our dreams. Yep. Paul Harvey! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.